All right, we're going to try this, see if it works. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm the race boss, Race to Alaska. And uh, we're here uh, with two teams, Team Oracle and Track Kayaks. Can you all introduce yourselves? I'll go you know, There we go. <laughs> there. I'm Janice from Victoria with Team Oracle. Uh, Ian Graham from Victoria, Team Oracle. And uh, I'm Matt Bruce uh, with uh, Team Track Kayaks. Yeah, and so we have a combination of four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years of racing to Alaska right here. Right? Wow, you guys have raced a lot. <laughs> <laughs> three, four. Yeah, three, four, and two. Wow. Yeah. And um, it's interesting. And so the last two years, it's been kind of a human-powered choice for Team Oracle. You, you formed and decided to go human-powered. Um, and then, um, Matt, you've you've been doing the kayak. You're the only, right? am I right with this? You're the only kayaker to have finished without any sail assistance. Yeah. 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 So why human power? I mean, I think people would be really curious to know why you would choose that. You know, for, for me, I guess, uh, what, what's, Really, a draw about it is, is 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 it was something that took from my background and something that I could utilize and do, you know, without getting very proficient at some other additional skills, and then <laughs> and then I like the fact that uh, you know it just kind of promotes this idea of the different ways you can do this race, and it continues to promote the idea that uh, you know that that. That however you want to bring it, you know, you can bring it to this race. So, but but last year, you know, there were several human-powered teams. This year, I think, were there just... Well, um, I mean, I guess te just technically, you know, we did carry a small sail. We got to use it a little bit. This year? Yeah. 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 But last year was yeah, totally, totally. human-powered rowing. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that sort of goes back for, for me anyway. The, when I first heard about the race, I was really keen to row it. Uh, and, and part of that goes back when I was younger. I was a swimmer and I had all these visions of doing these long swims like around Vancouver Island. And then I kind of thought, nah. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll row around Vancouver Island. And nah, that didn't happen. But so mm -hmm. when this race came along, rowing seemed like the best way to do it. Like just to challenge yourself. I've always been involved in endurance sports. Mm -hmm. Don't have a sailing background, but got on sister ship and then got to the end and thought, you know, I need to do this again because it was it was too fast. It was still fairly long for a sailboat, but it just seemed too fast and you don't get to see all the stuff along the shore that you get to see when you're in a small boat where you have to go to shore to camp because you can't sleep on your vessel. Right, right. So much different experience than being in a sailboat. And personally, I think you get to see a lot more. And, I, actually after, and after this... Well, after the, the the second year, I did it on fly, so a, a, a farrier or a Corsair twenty seven, like you said, it was over pretty quick, sort of six and a half or seven days. Yeah. And I don't know. I always thought that the, the the people that sort of near the sort of near the the back of the pack were having more fun, you know, because they were out there longer. And seemed to be a lot. There seemed to be you know more opportunities to kind of connect with each other along the way, and you were in this sort of collective. Struggle <laughs> trying to get to the to the finish, and so you know, part that was that was appealing. And then Jan, you know, Janice is pretty modest about her rowing background, but uh, yeah, she she's got a really strong rowing background, and 
didn't want to do it herself. Um, and so, uh, I was seemed like a potential candidate <laughs> to join in, and I, I did a like, willing recruit. I did like the idea of the sort of physical challenge of of, uh, of doing it under under human power. And uh, it goes back to your <laughs> the original uh, imperative of sail, row, paddle. Like you know, we got to okay, we've done the sailing, we got to row it now, and then. And then uh, now you paddle it. Now we have to paddle it. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that next time when you make one of these promotional posters, uh-huh, uh-huh. you need to like you know put something on there like you know one of the above. Solve, <laughs> one solve, of the above. Solve world hunger or something. These guys, <laughs> oh, these guys use it like a checklist. <laughs> <laughs> so, so put That's something on idea. there that'll solve a major problem. Yeah. You know? Right. World peace. <laughs> yeah. Something big. I got it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. so these two are gonna take care of it. <laughs> Or even even the Marine Trail Network, the BC Marine Trail Association has, uh-huh. you know, them working on setting up sites, some with cabins along the way, so people can actually have little kind of like you know hiking hut to hut in right. the Alps, where you're paddling or sailing or whatever in a small boat from cabin to cabin or site to site. And yeah. Alaska is fantastic involved. for that. Yeah, yeah. really yeah. nice yeah. network up there. Yeah. So if they could continue it down here, that would be. I think one like one I mean one kind of goes to a bit of the the the, uh, the the idea behind the race itself is like under human power yeah exploring different ways of finishing the race but it it is pretty accessible right like mm. I wouldn't recommend uh, to to uh, just anybody to jump in a kayak and you know do the race to Alaska like it, there's a some pretty significant risks out there but like. It, it is accessible. We, 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 our kayak is a, you know, used rental boat for two thousand dollars Canadian. That's what it's like three hundred dollars American. <laughs> you know, like, um, and uh, and then three weeks of our you know holiday time. So and, and just to, to go on this great adventure um, that really is very accessible. Who wouldn't want to do that? Is there ever any like aggravation because that like every time you stop, um, you like go backwards or you don't go forwards, and so it's like all on you all the time, right? To make those miles to catch a can, does that ever just really like wear on you? And this is I'm I'm talking as a sailor. I'm so I'm a sailor, right? And and so what I recognize is that you know when I have a nice little wind and I set those sails. I do, you know, you have that moment where you can sit back um, and let the miles kind of roll underneath you, but you don't get that opportunity. I think once in a while you kind of go, oh, it'd be nice to have the comforts of a, a cabin on a sailboat or something and, and maybe not have to go to shore every night and set up tent. Uh, but I think you, you'd get into it knowing that, you know, every stroke you take gets you closer to where you're going and mm-hmm. if you're not taking strokes, you're not necessarily getting any closer. Sometimes you are. Like if we, when we had our sail, we could get a little bit if we were resting, or if you had the current with you. But I suppose a little, a little bit of kind of frustration that you have to do every stroke yourself. But that's what we set out to do. So yeah, that's part of the deal. Yeah, that is, I, I guess it's no frustration to me because that's that's what I went to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it, it can't be frustrating. I, or, it shouldn't be frustrating if that's exactly what you set out so, to do. So, you know, I I set out to shovel that water 
And if I wanted to get, you know, one, three feet closer, I had to put my paddle in and pull myself three feet closer. Um, that's the way it works. And, it, and, and sometimes it, it, I mean, this may sound a bit odd, but it, like it sound, it would seem to most people like you're, you're shoveling, the, you're shoveling this water for, for eight to 10 to 14 hours a day. It's like, it's like work. But, but there and, and definitely there are times when it's work and it's very uncomfortable and you're questioning your sanity. But there are other times where, particularly like I, I think of um, well both, both this year and last year where where you're just your your strokes are coordinated. You're kind of both on your game and your the sync the synchronicity is there and you're mm -hmm. and it just it, it just seems like you're gliding across the water and it's not, it's not, it's like really comfortable. It's just, uh, you're, you're moving, the, move, the boat's moving really well. It doesn't even seem like work. Yeah. And I found yeah. the farther north we got to, the, the better that kind of rhythm and synchronicity mm -hmm. falls into place. Like the first leg up the Campbell River, there's just so much civilization and you're sort of distracted by all that. And then you get past Campbell River and Seymour Narrows and it's, a totally different world because there just aren't all those amenities and the traffic noise goes away and it's kind of like, oh. but you still have Johnson Strait to deal with. And, and then for me this year, especially once we got to Bella Bella and North, it was like, okay, now I feel like I'm kind of getting into a rhythm and, mm. you know, appreciating everything much more. It's just, you're, and maybe part of it is the time away from home and sort of usual work and busyness. But I think it's also just the environment is a bit more raw and you're a bit more exposed and you just kind of have to get into a rhythm. What, and Matt, what are you saying that you were finding your rhythm at Bella Bella too? Yeah, you know, this year, I, I you know, kind of like last year, the race becomes what the race becomes. But uh, this year, you know, I had a goal of doing some portages and, uh, and to make that all work and and it was really much more of an elegant dance to begin the, the race in that I was paying a lot of attention to what was going on with the currents, um, what the tidal cycles were. And, and that's because in order to get into these different portage areas, I, I had a bunch of basically, uh, you know, gateways that I had to get through. Otherwise, I would have to wait a whole tidal cycle. So I was paying attention to all these things. And looking for those opportunities to do these little short portages and, and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I did my first little short portages and they went off really just as I expected. You know, the timing, everything happened. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I, I got to where I wanted to get. I didn't expect to make time, but I was like, this is perfect. This is just where I wanted to be. And it all worked out. And it's, it's a whole new adventure because you have no idea what you're really going to face when you get to these portages because all of a sudden it's going to be what it is. I mean, water is water, but when it gets to land, it can be pretty different <laughs> than the environment. And so then I went up for my second one and, uh, and couldn't pull that one off and, uh, or made the choice not to pull that one off. Yeah. Um, but in extracting myself back out, the way I had set up the hull, the systems broke. And so, or hull on my gear broke. And so now I had to carry things in, in separate packages. I couldn't just do one carry. And it meant a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do be, would become very time consuming. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and I, it is a race.
So I wanted to finish it. So, so I made the decision kind of after leaving there that I was probably not going to do any more for it. Um, and then I went into a kind of a funk of, well, what's the race about? A little bit. So I had to think about, you know, you know, what's what's the race for me this year if it's not this dance, you know? And so it took me a little bit to kind of regel on that. And I know it really regelled it when I stopped at Shearwater with Bella Bella, you know. Um, I didn't have long there, but but just to it just you know, well, I guess the big thing was I jettisoned my portage. Yeah, yeah. So that part's over, you know. And so then it became then it became getting into the, the real group. So can you answer the question what the what is the race for you? Is that yeah. answerable? Uh, yeah, I mean it it went back to to really exploring this, you know, last year it was it was intended to be about solo navigation and seeing what it felt like to every day basically empty your bucket. You know, give everything you got for a day and then refresh, recharge, and go out and do that again the next day and just let it kind of progress through. Um, don't force stuff. Let it kind of happen and flow with it a little bit. Um, and so and so it became much, the race this year became much more about that again. You know, really enjoying the adventure of it. See, the race to Alaska has plenty of challenges in it. Every day is going to be full of challenges. And so you don't need to create your own, um, but uh, they, will, they will meet you. So, so it, was, it was really became more about that again, to, to kind of just enjoy and revel in it and, uh, you know, have, have some fun being a kayak. You know, you know when, when people talk about those tough headwind days or tough current days, well, I'm generally like six feet or less from the shoreline. Which is pretty cool when you think about this shoreline yeah. to see that much shoreline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if it's really hammering me, I'm really close to the shore, and I'm really paying attention and getting to see some stuff and getting kind of involved in in nature. You know, kind of when the current's with you and things are great, you're out in the middle of the channel, you can't hardly see the shore. <laughs> right, right. You're, you're just happy if a whale comes up. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what about for you all? Has has what this race means evolved for you over the years that you've been doing it? I think for me, it reinforces how 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 much either not being in an office every day is good for you, or how mm -hmm. physical activity just actually helps to heal and regenerate. Because along the way, we had a number of physical issues that, like even the first day paddling from Port Townsend to Victoria, my, I don't know what I did, but back of my arm, triceps area got incredibly sore. It was swollen and it was quite painful. It settled down and then the first first day out of Victoria, we called it quits at Portland because I just, my arm was really sore. It was kind of like, hmm. Um, and then Ian had problems with his shoulders and biceps were getting sore and we swap, swap paddles around because we had a smaller blade, which helped decrease some of the load and worked our way up to Port Hardy and kind of hit a point at Port Hardy where it was like, do we go on? Because sore shoulders, the, the rain, everything got pretty wet that night. And uh, we're here, so we kept going. And, 
and both of us feel good. My elbow doesn't hurt. Ian's shoulders are feeling pretty good and our backs are great. You know, it's kind of like, so is it the daily physical activity that's pretty extreme or just getting out of our sort of rut of being in an office and sitting in a chair? Even though we're sitting all day long in the kayak, we're still really active, but it's, it's in some ways pretty amazing because people all the time get injured and they stop doing stuff because they hurt, but almost like don't stop because actually if you keep active your body will slowly heal itself huh. i guess you know actually over, over the i guess over the four years like the very first year so that was the first year of the, of the race and i was on blackfish mm-hmm. so like a pretty fast boat um but um al the skipper was he hadn't had the boat for very long. Neither of us had been north of Port Hardy before. Um, I think he's still the oldest. Uh, he is. Competitor, oldest. competitor yeah. or finisher, right? And uh, and so that race was more about just, like, let's finish the race and, you know, not uh, not destroy his new boat. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we had kind of a, threw together a team, and we had a few challenges there, but we all got off the, stepped off the dock to catch a can, you know, really, you know, agree. we all sort of gelled and had to work through a few things there. Then the next year was on a, you know, more, more competitive boat where, you know, the, none of us were real super uh, uh, hardcore racers, but we wanted to finish well. And so we went, you know, 24 seven and um, pushed pretty hard. And, uh, and we had a great team there, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then with Oracle last year, rowing. I'm I'm not a rower. Um, we are now. I guess I'm oh yeah. Now. And so <laughs> so that the miles. <laughs> yeah. So so that was sort of a new, that was a new experience for me. Like, can I can I can I handle this? You know, it's a new sport for me. Uh, is my body going to hold up? Um, how how is how is our team going to? developed you know that was a kind of a big unknown you really experienced rower um you didn't have the same kind of frustration with some of the lumpy conditions that 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 i did you know i was Mm. still that was one thing i learned about the the patience and then this and so so that was a big learning for me and then then this year we're both you know pretty competent kayakers and so you know we both brought our our uh, years of experience and uh, it was sort of like well what what um what's the what can the race how can we how can we um trying to say here just just you know both bringing our experience of, kayak, of kayaking into this race and seeing seeing where where will that uh, where will that take us um yeah, I love that you <clears throat> that you spent 750 miles looking behind yourself last year. Yeah, and then this, and then this year, it's like you know, essentially same essential route, but you get to look forward. Yeah, the whole time. It's yeah, and it's sort of a it's partly for me. It's been a over those four years. It's almost been like a, a three week sort of professional development <laughs> project. It's like this opportunity to sort of learn a huge amount more about. The, the, the natural environment, the, the sort of history of the area, and, yeah. and about yourself, and, and particularly team building. You know, that's kind of one of the things that I'm the most proud of is mm-hmm. every team that I've been on, like we finished the race and we've been this like really tight knit 
group that uh, just those me memories will never leave us. So. So a comment, just a comment about going backwards. Uh -huh. I was thinking about that after Bella Bella, after we had talked to Molly, and it occurred to me it's kind of like, you know, to, to maybe put it in terms that people might understand better is, you know, you can run a marathon or you can walk a marathon, but consider doing it backwards, you know, yeah. where you're constantly having to look where you're going and, and on a route that you've never done before. So you don't know the ins and outs and the logs that are coming at you or the, the rocks that are barely below the surface. So it's... I know, it's crazy. Yeah. We should have, we should have done it forward first <laughs> and then backwards. Oh, right, right. We did it the hard way first. So how about this? Is maybe just a final question. Do you all have, for people who are maybe thinking about doing this, do you have any advice for them? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> No. It's a it's a it's a huge opportunity. Like you know, like it, approach it in a really sort of considerate, considered um, fashion, right? Like you know, talk to talk to past competitors and race organizers and that. But like, and and everyone will get something different out of the race. But uh, it, it's just a, it's just a huge sort of learning opportunity. I mean, I I just. Um, yeah, I would really encourage people to, to to take a good look at the race and set some goals and you know start tomorrow. Yeah. I think I think that's a good piece of advice. Just yeah. to start early, meaning uh, know yourself, know however you're going to do this race, know your limitations currently, know your safety. Like, what are your safety plans? Think them all through so that you feel secure and bomber and, and how those all work out you know know how you're going to do your nutrition how you're going to handle all these things because you know it, maybe you have the experience but but go ahead and, and make sure that you work through all that kind of stuff um, learn as much as you can about the tides and the and the you know conditions that are out here you know it doesn't pay to get surprised by the fact that there's 20 foot tides you know and with technology these days it's really easy compared to the way it used to be. I mean, you can literally show up your, your campsite and pull out, you know, your phone or something, and it'll tell you about what the tide should be right now. It'll tell you how high it's going to get. And you know, using simple tools, you can go, yeah, that spot would be okay to camp at, and these spots are. You can, you know, there's a lot of tools available, and just get comfortable with. It. Yeah, I'm always amazed that people did things like this without all the aids that we have now and oh, I think okay. we're so lucky to have them yeah. uh, another thing I would add is being patient when when someone's out when you're on the route like be patient if the weather's crappy don't just go oh, I got to get there so I have to go like you know pay attention to what's going on and, and know where you can stop if, you know if it gets more challenging than you can handle and also just take it piece by piece because it might sound really daunting to do the whole trip but if you break it down into little steps it's like eventually you get there <laughs> Just one stroke at a time. All right, Elle. Thank you uh, for spending a little bit of time talking with me. You're welcome. See? Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. All right. I don't know. It's a really good question. I